Indian Town. Programming paid for by Vic Canales Media Group. The True Oldies Channel 95.9 and 106.9. Broadcasting from the Robes Studio. Injured recently? Call the Robes Law Group, where winning is a habit. 561-570-5700. 561-570-5700. Robes, winning for you and our community. The True Oldies Channel for the Palm Beaches and the Treasure Coast. Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back, and we're live, and we're in the studio here uh, to talk to you by various means. My name is Earl. I'm a recovering car dealer. Uh, we've got an extremely exciting show. I think talk shows always say they're extremely exciting. You're not going to say, hey, this is a dull show, but sometimes you really do have an exciting show. We've got an extremely uh, interesting uh, and, uh, well, well, I won't say well-known. This company is well-known. Uh, guest uh, calling in at uh, 9 o'clock. His name is Mark Fisher, and he's the founder of a used car uh, company called Off Lease Only. Off Lease Only. Uh, they're huge in South Florida. Uh, they outsell CarMax and all the big guys, and they started from scratch. And that's a story uh, we'll probably hear from Mark when he calls in. But he's an amazing, amazing guy, and uh, we have a lot of respect, admiration. You can learn a lot. He'll be calling in at 9 o'clock. And the other highlight before I stop my pontification here, I've got to tell you about our mystery shopping reports. Uh, a lot of folks are new. They don't know we do these. It's a very, very unusual thing to go live on radio and Facebook and YouTube and Twitter uh, live and talk about other businesses, car dealerships and independent garages. Uh, we visit them. We pretend to buy or lease a car. We should do more, pretend to service or repair a car because that's a whole different uh, issue there and we don't do enough of it. But we go in and we name names. We uh, we report to you the exact results when we visit a car dealership somewhere, usually in South Florida. We've gone uh, further north. But uh, we do it every week. We've been doing this for 17 years. Can you believe that? How many car dealerships have we mystery shopped? We've lost count. We go back now and shop them over again. And uh, we uh, get a bad report. We go back and try again. We try to get some good reports. We have two lists. We have a... Don't buy a car from this dealer list and do buy a car from this dealer list. We grade on the curve because there are no perfect car dealers, including myself. And I must say that uh, in full transparency, I do own a car dealership. I've been a car dealer since 1968. I've got one dealership now. Uh, and uh, But it's not an infomercial you're listening to, folks, I promise. This is a consumer advocacy show to help you understand better how you can buy and lease a car. It's very treacherous out there, and we're going to try to help you. Your calls are extremely important to us, and uh, that's the reason we ask you to call the number 
877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And you can text us, too. It's 772-497-6530. Again, that text number is 772-497-6530. We have something that nobody else has, and that's an anonymous way to call us. You don't call us, you email us. And that email address is youranonymousfeedback.com. Just the way it sounds, youranonymousfeedback.com. You email us at that, and we get to them mostly. We get a lot more than you would think. A lot of people prefer to remain anonymous, and that's fine with us. Uh, I would love to hear from you, youranonymousfeedback.com. Now, um, in the studio with me, and I'll go from left to right, I have Nancy Stewart, who is my co-host, and next to Nancy is Stu Stewart, my son, who is general manager of our dealership, and to my right is Rick Kearney, who is a technician, computer auto scientist who's been with me as a technician for many years, over a quarter century, right, Rick? Yes, sir. But let me uh, let me go to Nancy Stewart first. She's our female advocate. Uh, she is uh, a very important part of the show because she single-handedly, over the past 17 years, has built our female caller list up to close to 50%, and uh, she does that by, well, bribery? I don't know. Oh, That's I, a terrible <laughs> word. Incentivize. Nancy, uh, tell us uh, what you do and how you do it and all that kind of thing. I would hope it would be uh, encouragement. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. We've got a great show, just like Earl said, and I'm going to be real quick. First of all, uh, ladies, uh, your calls are very important, and uh, we would like to offer you $50 for the first two new lady callers this morning. 50 bucks. And uh, you can give us a call at 877-960-9960. And uh, for all of you that uh, may be a little shy, you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, I've been, well, reminding our listeners uh, and our callers of uh, your help uh, with what we want to achieve. And that's by uh, getting in touch with Attorney General Ashley Moody. Uh, we've talked about her for the past, oh, I guess, uh, month uh, by giving out her phone number and uh, you giving her a call and ask her to support us. Uh, she, has a, she has a lot of duties, and uh, that includes providing consumer protection so, uh, therefore, uh, her telephone number, 850-414-3300. Give her a call. Let her know that uh, we really need to, uh, you know, well, get these car dealers in shape and asking them to please do business the right way. Uh, it's, uh, it's encouraging that uh, we have a lot of car dealers who do business the right way, and it generates a lot of traffic in their direction, uh, including women. So uh, with that, I'll turn the show back over to Earl Stewart. I totally agree with you on that Ashley Moody thing, Attorney General, and every Attorney General we've had in Florida since I've been on the radio, uh, I think the first one was uh, McCollum, uh, has been... Uh, deferential to the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, which is a lobbying group, a good big lobbying group, and the car dealers are very, very much, uh, very much against any modification in the way they do business. And uh, 
Florida, consequently, now is probably the most corrupt state in the Union. And by the way, happy Independence Day to everybody. Yeah. Uh, most corrupt state in the Union when it comes to deceptive and unfair trade practices. So, Ashley Moody, come on, do something about it. Stu, Sue Stewart is my son, who is our cyber um, detective. He's the one that sends the undercover agents out. He's also got a lot of hands-on knowledge about the car business because he's a general manager of our dealership. And the day-to-day, -day, he really, really sees what's going on. And uh, he's more on top of things. And uh, I see things more strategically. Stu sees things more topically and daily. And uh, as I say, the Mystery Shopping Report is the highlight of our show. Stu? Well, today is an exciting day, not just because it's the birthday of our country, but it's also because I think this is the first time that we've known for sure that an, that an owner of a car dealership is listening to a mystery shopping report when we've shopped uh, their dealership. We always hoped that was happening, um, and we've always, like, week after week, Earl's begging, imploring car dealers out there to, uh, to call in and, and have a conversation with them or maybe debate them. Um, we're going to have a conversation today um, with uh, the with a part owner of of Off Lease Only. So it was uh, originally it was, the founder, and then yeah. sold out eighty uh, percent and kept twenty yeah. percent. Yes. Yeah, and so it was uh, it was kind of exciting. And I'll admit, I was really nervous because uh, we did we never know how these shopping reports are going to turn out. And so as, as as I was waiting for Agent Thunder to submit his findings. I was sweating a little bit, thinking, is this going to be an awkward, uncomfortable conversation? And uh, I'm not going to give anything away, so uh, you, you got to stay tuned until about 9.30 <coughs> uh, when we read the shopping report to you. But let's just say it was, um, uh, yeah, it was different. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's about it. Um, we got some texts already coming in. We have some anonymous feedback coming in, so I look forward to getting to that. Yeah, absolutely. And Rick Kearney, what can I say about Rick? Um, the guy is, uh, uh, he ought to have his own show. Uh, we... There's so much out there. Uh, people like to talk about selling cars and leasing cars. Uh, that's the glory of the car dealerships, the new car department, and uh, the service department. They call it the back end. That's the vernacular to a car dealer. And you say, how's business? He'll tell you how many new cars he sold. And then if you, if you really want to get into the detail, you say, how's the back end doing? And that's... That's where Rick is. Kind of not very flattering, is it, Rick? The fact of the matter is, though, he prefers fixed ops. <laughs> well, we we get used to being the butt of the joke sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, but the point is, that's where the money's made. That's where dealerships can <laughs> stay afloat. That's very good, the butt of the uh, joke, and uh, <laughs> and therefore uh, it's. Uh, another advantage, uh, another reason we have, Rick, is you get taken advantage of in the service department far more often than you do in the front end. So, Rick, uh, tell us a little bit about your qualifications. Well, I've always heard it said that the, the sales department sells you your first car. The service department sells you all the rest of them. And Depending that's Depending on true. how you get treated, when you're bringing that car back in for service. Exactly. If you've got an honest service department that's really treating the people properly, and you get loyal customers coming in for service. When that car finally reaches an age that they feel, okay, I want the next new model, I want the one with all the new toys, or it's time for me to pass this car to my kid and take and get a new one for myself, yeah. they're going to go right back into the sales department to buy a new car yeah. versus if you have a shop that's constantly just beating them up, feels like they're robbing them all the time, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they seem tricky, they, they seem like they're messing with the customer, 
they're going to say, yeah, okay, when it's time for another one, I'm going over to the dealer down the road. Now, statistically. And try something else. They've measured this exact thing that Rick's talking about. And when a person buys a car from dealer A and he is pleased with the service department, if he returns for service, he's 50% more likely to buy another new car mm-hmm. or used car. So uh, the service departments are not only important because of the profit center of selling service, but for the fact that you're 50% more likely to come back to a dealer that treats you right in the service department. And you build a relationship with yeah. that customer. It's yeah. not just a somebody stopping in because they like your store every six months. No. They, they feel like they can trust you to take care of that car. I mean, face it, folks, when you're driving your car, you're in charge of a 4,000-pound barely guided missile that's screaming down the road on four little tiny rubber patches. That's the only contact you have with the road is about four square feet of contact you're scar- space. You're scaring me. I'll never drive again. I mean... You need to make sure that you have a, a mechanic and a shop that you can trust so that you know your car is in proper condition to keep you safe. So if you have some questions about your car during this pandemic uh, that we're in, people don't like to drive around and take cars in. I don't even like to go to the doctor for a checkup. I'm not going to go to the doctor, and I'm going to stay away from a hospital. I'm probably going to stay away from a, a car dealer unless I have to go in. So if you've got a problem with your car... A squeak, a rattle, uh, an odor, uh, some sort of a symptom of your car that you're worried about, but you're saying, I don't want to take it in, but I don't want to get stuck on the turnpike or I-95 either. Mm-hmm. Call, uh, call the show, uh, describe the symptom that your car's having, and Rick might very well diagnose it. It might be something that you don't have to worry about. It might be something that you should have taken care of. So, uh, we got two hours. You can call Rick at 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960, or text Rick at 772-497-6530. That text is 772-497-6530, and he bats about 990. He can answer almost any question about a car. If he can't, Colonel Google. We will Google it for you. But we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get, We'll have an answer for you, 877-960-9960. Let's, uh, let's start... Um, if we don't have any callers, let's start with text. Uh, Stu, do we? I got a good one, and I have a, um, a visual aid. I sent it to your phone so you can show the camera. Uh, Gary um, in Lake Park sent us. Um, we were, last week we were talking about start-stop technology, which is a, uh, a feature on a lot of modern cars now that stops the engine while you're at a, when you stop the car at a stoplight while you're still mm-hmm. in drive. So it does run the engine. You don't use gas. And then as soon as you uh, lift your foot off the brake pedal, it starts the engine again. And um, I'm holding up the picture you sent me. Yeah, so most of the consensus seems to be it's really annoying and not, not, people, not a lot of people like it, even though it does save you a couple of miles per gallon. Gary in Lake Park sent there's a device here, and it's called um, Auto Stop by TRL. It's, it's a device, and I'm not advocating for it because I don't know if it could destroy your car. I'll let Rick weigh in on this. It's called Auto Stop by TRL. You plug it into your OBD. What is that, the data port? Yes. Okay. Uh, the data point, it stops your vehicle from shutting off at stop signs. So uh, before you go out and buy one and do it, we don't know if it hurts your car, but uh, we'll look into it and get back to it next week. But that sounds like a potentially promising solution to an annoying feature that is not necessarily welcome. We pointed out last week that you can disable the start-stop 
um, while you're driving the car, and as long as uh, your car, uh, your ignition is running, it will stay off until you turn off the car yourself and restart it, and then you'll have to remember to turn it off again. And but I said last week, I say it again this week, a terrible idea yeah. uh, for the designers and manufacturers that are pushing this. It's uh, it's just something that the American buyer doesn't want to fool with. Yeah. I mean, if it was something that was imperceptible, I think the American consumer is all for saving gas and being more environmentally friendly, but something that, um, you know, so it, it really is a noticeable thing that that affects the, you know, the driving experience. You know, if something was, if it was quiet and you didn't wear, you didn't know about it, it wouldn't be a big deal, but this is obvious. You feel your car shudder, you yeah. hear it go silent, the air conditioner gets a little bit warmer, and, uh, yeah, so that's not, well, a, not talk not about a good technology, thing. and yeah. that is auto, auto stop, stop by TRL. Auto by stop. Plug that, life. Just kidding. No. Plug it into <laughs> your uh, your uh, port uh, data port, and uh, there you have it. Uh, we're going to go to Tom, who is calling from Jupiter. Good morning, Tom. Hey, how you doing, everybody? <clears throat> Great show. I love this show. Thank um, you. Just wait a minute. Let me turn. Where I don't get blasted in here. Um, just a couple of things. One of them you just mentioned as far as this auto turnoff reminded me of I had a 1974 Triumph Spitfire, and they had started doing this thing that you had to have your seatbelt buckled in order to start the car. Uh-huh. Well, I had the car stalled in the middle of a U-turn and scared the crap out of me because oh. I had to unbuckle the seatbelt and rebuckle the seatbelt in order to start the car. <laughs> And, just I like did, that, yeah. and that feature only lasted a year or so. I thought it was extremely dangerous. But the other thing you guys touched on a couple of weeks ago, just very lightly, that you said you might do a whole show on sometime, and that is um, I've got some friends that insist on buying all-American everything, all-American everything. And they own a Ford Edge. <laughs> I hate to tell them that I looked up and 90% of it is made in Mexico, probably with Chinese parts yeah. there. And uh, and he thinks he's buying American. Yeah. yeah that's true. That's true. It's, uh, but I bet, you, I bet you not more than 3 to 5% of the total uh, revenue from the sale goes back to Detroit, probably. Yeah, if you want anyway, to do that, if you want to do that, you can find out the cars with the most American content and the cars that are built in America and so on and so forth. But uh, you're never going to find a car that's 100% American. Back in the day, that was possible. But uh, all vehicles now manufactured, are, they're all all over the world. Unfortunately, the parts suppliers are all over the world, too, which can create some problems. Yep, 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 yep. Well, he's got himself fooled anyway, you know. <laughs> but at least he thinks he's buying all American, you yeah. know. And uh, I just think it's kind of funny, and you just touched lightly a couple of weeks ago and said maybe you'd do a show sometime. But um, anyway, you guys do a great job. I enjoy listening to you when I'm in the car. And um, Well, Tom, thanks for the call. Like. Thank sure. you very much. Call have again, please. Sure. All right. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Happy Fourth of July. Uh, our phone number here to get in touch is 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And I have a text from Joseph, and uh, he is relocating to Florida. And uh, he asks me, uh, he says he's, he drives a convertible, and he wants to know if it would be 
he he wants to sell his convertible uh, before he locates uh, relocates to Florida, and he wants to know what would be a better idea to sell it in Pittsburgh or to uh, do it after he gets to Florida. Well, Joseph, um, I'll turn this over to the guys in a second, but I'll give you my opinion. Uh, coming to Florida, uh, I think that you're going to probably get a better price for your convertible because there's always someone looking for a convertible in the sunny state of Florida. So you might just get a better price for it. And it's always uh, a good idea to go to three different uh, uh, dealerships and uh, you'll find that you'll get three different prices. So uh, guys, what do you have to say? I think you answered the yeah. question perfectly. Yeah. I would also say that um, you could probably save a trip first before you do it. Put it online. There's people willing, like Nancy said, we get questions all the time, requests for convertibles. Occasionally, we get lambasted by people who are upset that Toyota doesn't have any plans for a new uh, convertible because they had canceled the Solera years ago, so people are, are, are dying for one. And if you put it online, I bet you get calls from all over the country. Yeah, it's not like it used to be where, you know, the Celica convertible, you know, it was easy to get, or the Solera. Uh, it, it, they're, they're few and far between. So. Yeah, what, what I would recommend when you come to Florida and you sell the car, which you should wait, as Nancy said, the market demand for convertibles is much higher in Florida than Pittsburgh. And uh, the other thing I would recommend, instead of putting it online or trying to retail the car yourself, I try to just wholesale it. Uh, you want to sell it Carvana, you got uh, any card, buyanycar.com. Uh, you've got Vroom now, it's another one. CarMax, AutoNation, biggest retailer in the world. They buy a lot of used cars directly from people that are just trying to sell their cars. Uh, most car dealers right now love to buy cars. Used cars are in short supply and uh, convertibles, especially in Florida. So uh, get a wholesale price. That way you don't have to screw around with uh, people that don't have enough money that want you to finance it for them. Or they might even be uh, you know, um, a, con a con man out there trying to take advantage. So wholesale Carvana, WeBuyAnyCar.com, CarMax. It's the best world now to be able to sell a used car and, and make a profit. Yeah. Do you think that I would have gotten more money for my Barracuda if uh, I would have uh, brought it down to uh, Florida? Let's go back to Stu now. That's a that's a ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Earl Stewart doesn't like talking about my Barracuda, so I'm constantly harassing him exactly. about it. Now we'll go back to Stu. <laughs> okay, we have a text here. It says, um, "I would love to hear all about Nancy's Barracuda." No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I did want to follow up on uh, on Tom's about about the uh, most American car. Um, it used to be the Toyota Camry, but did you know, and by the way, Colonel Google told me this. I didn't know this off the top of my head. It's currently the uh, uh, Jeep Cherokee right now, yeah. so, mm. which is uh, seems more intuitive, a Jeep. But however, it's owned by a, <laughs> an Italian company, <laughs> right, yeah. by Fiat Chrysler. So yeah. um, let's see. We have one here. It says, um, once a consumer purchases a car through the auto broker, who gets a copy of the contract of the purchase? Does the auto broker get a copy of the consumer's contract of the vehicle? Or the dealership that the broker represents gets the copy of the contract? I'm curious because I recently just watched your video on YouTube about auto brokers. Um, and he's talking about the bill of sale. Um, well, the auto broker might see the um, bill of sale, the purchase order and the paperwork, um, and he might make copies of it. But no, that is your your deal is with the with the dealership. The An dealer. auto broker is uh, not licensed to sell cars. An auto broker is a car salesman, and he calls himself an auto broker. 
but the car dealership in the state of Florida, in fact, the whole country, uh, any state, you have to be uh, licensed by the Department of Motor Vehicles as a dealer before you can sell a car. Even a manufacturer uh, cannot sell you a car. There's one exception, that's Tesla. That's right. He's just the middleman uh, putting you together with a dealer, and they, the dealer will pay him a fee, um, a pretty big fee sometimes. It might be a uh, thousand, thousands of dollars, depending yep. on the, uh, the profit the dealer makes on the deal. We have a text from Brian from the west coast of California. <laughs> He's got a question, question for Rick today. Um, he has a second car, a Ford Fiesta ST, that only gets about 5,000 miles put, it on it, put on it every year. A few months ago, I brought the car in for its first oil change. The dealership put the standard service sticker on the windshield to say, come back in six months for your next oil change. Being that I don't drive the car this much, do you think on this car I can get away with getting the oil change once a year by the dealer? Thanks as always, and looking forward to the show. Stay safe and be well. Well, my first question would be, is it a synthetic oil car that, according to the factory uh, maintenance plan, is, it, is the oil change itself required every six months or just every year? Because I know with Toyota, an oil change is once a year or every 10,000 miles. So I would check the, the factory owner's manual first and question, maybe they put a sticker up there saying, okay, your reminder is because you need a tire rotation at every six months. I got a question. Um, we've always said, and it makes sense to me, that even if you're not driving, um, when oil or an engine sits idle for a long time or doesn't get used that much, mm -hmm. there is still um, an effect on the oil, so it's important to still clear it out. Is, it, <clears throat> is that the same case with synthetic versus conventional oil? It is, but at a slower rate. Yeah. They still recommend once a year on synthetic. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, here's a text that says, if I get into an accident and have my car repaired by professionals, why would a dealer give me less money on my trade if the repairs are perfect and you can't tell there was ever any damage? Well, that's a very interesting question, and I'm jumping in here because I talked to Mark Fisher, uh, the founder of Off Lease Only. We talked about that very thing. Um, when a car is damaged, uh, it can have technically structural damage, and it might even say that on a CarMax report, but the car might be fine, perfectly safe. If a car is repaired to perfection, and there's no safety issue, in many cases there's not, some cases there are. Uh, you have to have an expert determine that. A, car, a, Carfax re, uh, a CarMax report, Carfax report, a Carfax report, uh, will only tell you, they'll say substantial damage or the airbag went off, and it could be structural, but it could be a perfectly safe car. The reason a car, the reason you should be concerned about a car that's been in an accident, other than the safety factor, is if a car's been in any accident, it diminishes in value. And that's because, put yourself in the position, you're buying a car. And the car on your left, it's a Honda Civic, a 2008. The car on the right is a Honda Civic, 2008. They're identical. The car on the left has had $2,000 worth of damage. But it's repaired to perfection. You can't even see it. The car to the right is looks perfect too, and it is perfect because there's been no damage. Which one would you prefer? You would prefer the one that's never been in the accident. Exactly. Even though there's no logical exactly. reason for it, you feel better about not yeah. wanting to buy damaged merchandise. So by diminishing the value of the car, it should be disclosed to the customer because it's something that you have to take in consideration when you resell it or trade it in. Rick? It's kind of like when you're in Publix, two cans of soup on the shelf. Yeah. One's got a little tiny dent in the side. Yep. The average person grabs the one that's not dented. <laughs> okay. I, so it's you, just so that so perception. You took, you took thing. the humor.
humorous analogy away from me, so I won't, I won't, I won't use mine. <laughs> oh, sorry, Stu. <laughs> no, that's, that's okay. Uh, um, another point that you made also is in the environment of, auto, of an auto auction, um, a lot of decisions are made quickly, and if a vehicle, and they go off, the dealers walk around, the wholesalers walk around with these meters and give you the paint, uh, the thickness of the paint, they're going to bid less on a car with, the, uh, with that, so the dealers appraising the car is probably thinking, he's going to get less money if he has to sell at the auction, too. So just the mm. whole thing just drives down the value. Mm. All right, we have a text from Rick in New Jersey, and it's for Rick. It says, hi, Rick. I'm considering the purchase of a car-specific 3M clear film to apply to my car's rocker panels to protect against debris. What's your thoughts on this? Well, hello, Rick. Uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot of cars with that clear film added on, and it's usually they put it on the hood for prevention of rock chips. The only drawback is that after a while, it does start to look a little questionable from wear on it, the sun and that, and the edges of it become more visible as dirt and buildup collect on it. But I think they're a great idea, especially down on the rocker panels where it can help protect better and it's a little less visible. The reason I don't like them is because when you look at them, sometimes it looks like you've got a scratch on your car. Yeah, oh, they and look depends terrible. on how the sun hits the car. I can't tell you how many times I've driven a car with one of those, usually in the front for the ones I've been mm -hmm. driving. And I'll say, who scratched my car? Oh, that's not a scratch. No, there was, yeah. there was a, a time we were walking out to go to your car. You had a black car at the time. Yeah. It looked like somebody had keyed a straight uh, line right across your hood. Mm -hmm. And um, we were remar we were impressed with how straight the, the keying was. And then we realized it was just the edge of the, yeah. of the film. Yeah. And you do have to plan every couple of years to replace it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to look horrible. I don't like them. Me Stay either. away from it. All right, let's switch over to anonymous feedback. Um, this, is, came, this came in after the show last week, last Saturday. It says, Dear Earl, I was surprised to hear you talk about quality rating for Kia by J.D. Powers. It's long been known that J.D. Powers is bought and paid for, and their reviews are more advertising than actual unbiased reviews. This is self-evident by their outstanding reviews of a Dodge Chrysler vehicle. Well, let me say, first, I do agree that J.D. Power is nowhere nearly as accurate as Consumer Reports. J.D. Power does something that I don't like. They allow the manufacturers whose cars they measure and quality on advertise the fact that J.D. Power measured them. So how can you be totally objective? Consumer Reports will not allow anybody. You can give a car dealership, I mean, I mean car, you can give a manufacturer or a particular make, model car a very high consumer report rating is prohibited for that manufacturer or the dealer or anybody to advertise the fact that consumer reports gave them a good report. Ooh. So uh, that is pristine uh, objectiveness. With J.D. Power, you got to wonder if you give the General Motors really, really high ratings on their cars, does that mean General Motors is going to be saying that in their advertising? And are, is that another reason why uh, you should... Uh, have that uh, uh, objectivity. You don't have the objectivity with that. Now, the other thing about the J.D. Power survey that they're referring to is that is only the number of times that the new car buyer in the first 90 days has had problems. Some, some new cars, you'll have six problems in the first 90 days. Some cars, you'll have 100 problems in the first 90 days. A lot of times, those problems are just small problems, and they get fixed, and there's nothing to worry about. The true test of a good car is after Consumer Reports checks it and it's been out there for two or three years. That really tells you the quality of the car. I agree. 
Consumer Reports definitely trumps J.D. Power, but J.D. Power is something to be considered, and you, you should look at it as well as Consumer Reports. Next. Okay, well, it looks like Nancy has Uh I am going to go to Roadrunner Steve in Boynton Beach. Good morning. Mr. Let's hear about that Cuda. <laughs> okay, I got two things for you here. At one time, you were talking about Nissan dealership was selling all those cars from Hertz. Yes. Okay. Well, I got a text from that Green Acres Nissan about that, and there was a $999 dealer's fee. Yeah, that's uh, Green Acres Nissan, I believe, and... Uh, yeah, it's a Terry Taylor dealership. Uh, total deception. Uh, the advertisement they ran actually used the Hertz logo, uh, yellow and black right. colors, and Hertz never sold them a car. None of those cars they had were cars that Hertz uh, was disposing of, and they were misinforming the public. It was totally deceptive. And once again, uh, where is the Attorney General when things like that happen? They're, they're still running the ad. Full-page ad, the Palm Beach Post, yes. as, a, as well as other advertisements, I'm sure. Okay, my other question is, I own a Nissan pickup truck, and I went to the Boynton Beach Mall. I wanted to get a custom plate for it, okay? So before I went there, I looked at the front of my truck. I noticed on new vehicles, there's no place to put a front plate. Unless you drill through the bumpers. Mm -hmm. What's the story with that? I think it has to do with the state that they sell them in. Some states require that you have a front license plate. Mm -hmm. uh, Florida yes. does not. And uh, my guess is that, go ahead, Sue. Uh, they do have, um, there's little dimples um, in the front bumper that are covered by paint. And they're little soft spots for, to make it easier to screw. They're designed for, for the screws. And they'll even come in um, a lot of times in the, in the trunk. There'll be like a bracket that you used to screw on there, but um, yeah, uh, but you got—you literally have to drill through the plastic of the bumper to get the plate on. Uh, I would never understand why they do that. Yeah, weird. <laughs> okay, my third question is, what kind of motor did you have in that Cuda? <laughs> Earl just put his hand over Nancy's mouth. Yeah, I give up. Go ahead, man. Talk about your Barracuda. <laughs> what kind of a motor did you ask? What kind of a motor yeah, did you have in your barracuda? What motor did you have? Oh gosh, uh, I'm I'm gonna say you got to remember now. I'm pretty elderly, so that was quite some time so ago. I. I'm gonna say that it was a, a six cylinder. Oh, the slant six. Mm -hmm. That was the best motor Chrysler ever came out with. I had one of them in my '69 Barracuda. Oh, I drove it for three miles with no oil in it. So I got the oil leak fixed, and the motor still ran tops. Oh, Mr. Roadrunner, I love you. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't get Earl interested in participating in a conversation with me about my beautiful blue Barracuda. It was hot. That's what color mine was. It was sky blue with a white vinyl top. I'll tell you what. I wish. A I 1969. Had... What year was yours? Uh, mine was a 60. Eight, I believe. I'm not sure. Okay, same. But you had the coupe or the fastback? Fastback. Why don't the two of you form a Barracuda Club? <laughs> on Facebook, you do a group on yeah, Facebook. Barracuda Club. Maybe, Google it. Maybe there is a Barracuda Club. <laughs> you see what I mean? All right. Everybody have a safe Fourth of July. And, the same uh, to you. God bless America. God bless Thank America. You. God bless America. Bye -bye.
Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. We'd love to hear from you. And give us a call at 877-960-9960. And uh, ladies, uh, I'm sure that you know by now that uh, you buy half of all callers sold in the United States. And uh, the, uh, this purchase is just about as important, if not more uh, as uh, buying a home. So please, give us a call this morning. I have $50 for the first two new lady callers, 877-960-9968. Now back to Stu. Well, Rick's got a YouTube. He's dying to hmm. talk about well, I got one that came in. I, I love the idea of this. Guy Larrabee's asking, he says, dash cams are becoming very popular and are quite useful in case of accidents. Are there any plans by Toyota or pretty much anyone else to offer these as optional equipment on the new cars? I have not heard of any plans, but I've been thinking that myself ever since I put that owl dash cam in my car. Cameras are common, uh, rear backup cams. Yeah. Um, there's cameras that should give you a bird's eye view of your whole car. Why can't they just aim um, one That's forward? That's a great idea. The let's go, let's go to Toyota there. and talk about uh, yeah. pushing to do it. You know, the public awareness, and it's a safety device because if you have a live camera showing the inside and exterior of your car 24-7 when you drive that car, uh, it makes you a lot safer. People see that. It's just like a, a burglar alarm uh, sign on a car. If I'm a bad guy and I'm going to go do something bad, I'm going to find one without a uh, a webcam on the on the dash. Yeah, great idea, guy. Thank you. Okay, we have uh, Jay on Facebook says, "Hello, I've had to replace my battery twice in the last three months. How often should we start the car, and how long should we drive to charge the battery?" That's a Rick question. At least once a week, if you can. Uh, once every two weeks will work as well. But then you're going to want to take the car out for at least a twenty or thirty mile drive to give it a chance to charge that battery back up 20 or 30 miles i would say yes man okay. if, you, if your car is sitting all ain't the time happen.com you know <laughs> you're not you're not driving your car and every two or three weeks you're going to go on a 30 mile drive to keep your back ain't going to happen.com well my my suggestion is take a cruise out to indian town to the seminole country inn yeah. and have a nice breakfast you yeah. know i'm not driving my avalon that often and that happened the other day and I was gone for a while. Earl called me on my cell phone. He's, where are you? I said, I got to drive 20, 30, 40, 50 miles from the house just to get this car, you know, going. Okay, let's move you along. You recall here. that? I do recall that. <laughs> Steve on Facebook. Um, I got to get you to giggle. <laughs> He's like, he is giggling. You I'm can't giggling. See. You can't see it. I got the He's mask on. He's smiling. He's got a big toothy grin right now. <laughs> www. Inkinahappen.com. <laughs> Steve on Facebook has a great question. It says, if Florida dealers are as bad as you describe, should snowbirds shop up north? And um, I've thought about that a lot because I do know that in New York, and snowbirds come from all sorts of states up north, not just New York. New York caps their dealer fee, I think, at $75, like California does. Um, I don't know their position on dealer-installed equipment, and I don't know how aggressive or dishonest the dealers are up there, uh, but at least the dealer fee thing's covered. New Jersey has no cap on their dealer fee, um, but the average dealer fee in the entire state is about $300, so it's a little less Well, you aggressive. can be taken advantage of in any state, and if you have an unethical dealer, uh, they're going to take advantage of your car dealers by the nature of the beast. Car dealers try to sell the car for as much profit as they can. And you go to any car dealership in the country, even the, uh, the the reputable ones, you'll find that all the cars, in most cases, I mean, there there are 
one-tenth of one percent of the car dealers that will really sell cars at their lowest price. Uh, the guest speaker, that we're, the guest caller that we're going to have for off-lease only, Mark Fisher, uh, off-lease only has the one price, their lowest price on the car. But most all car dealers, used car, new car, will charge as much as they can get away with. So if you live in New Jersey and you go in there and say, how much is that car, and you buy it when they give you a price, you pay too much. If you come to Florida, you'll pay even more. But uh, you've got to be careful wherever you are. I wouldn't come to Florida uh, to buy a car. I would find the most honest car dealer I could find in the area that I lived in, to answer your question, and buy it there. Yeah. Come down here, it's a wild, wild west. Yeah. It, it seems to be like more of a tradition with a whole, a whole lot of logic. The snow, we snow, sell cars to a lot of snowbirds, and we welcome your business. <laughs> but it, be, it becomes a ritual every year. You come down around November or December. You visit the car dealership. You stay here until about April or so, and you go back up. And it's just a, like a tradition. But um, like Earl just said, you might be better served, and this is <laughs> running counter to our interest to do it up there. If you can find an honest dealer, buy it. Yeah. Um, yep. Go ahead. Okay, this is from Janet, and she wants to know what um, car dealers don't charge a dealer fee here in Florida. I honestly, uh, I think we had one one time. Yeah. Uh, Easy Own in North Palm Beach is a small used car lot, yeah. and there and yeah. M- Mullinax Ford and Apopka uh-huh. um, did not charge any dealer fees, yeah. and um, that no commercial here. But Earl Stewart Toyota has zero dealer fees. Yeah, uh, you were, uh, I, I hate to say it because it's self uh, self credit. You know, uh, um, enhance, What am I trying to say? What's the word? Self you know, self serving. But we are the only dealer that uh, the only large dealer I know that doesn't charge a, a dealer fee, and. Uh, but there are a few others. Molnex and Apopka is one. Okay. Uh, anonymous feedback here. Uh, there's a few uh, critical of Earl. Um, Dear Earl, please take some advice from No Doubt and Don't Speak, referencing a hit song from the 90s by the band No Doubt. <laughs> they they like that comment so much they said it in twice. Yeah. I, uh, I saw that. I thought there was a, a subtle message there, and I... I, I actually went, because I, I, I'd never heard of the group, uh, yeah. when I Googled Stefani, the group, yeah. and then I actually got the lyrics for the words, and the, and the lyrics for the words were that this was someone who loved me a lot. Yes, it was a love song. Uh, it was a love yeah. song, and, that, and, I had, and I had spurned that person, yes. and I said, who do I have out there? That I've spurned that it's in love with me, and I said no, that can't be it. Too much. I think it was just telling me I got a big mouth and just shut up. Exactly. That's okay. What it was. Yeah. Okay. I doubt the, 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 the commenter even heard the song themselves. Uh, there's another one here, No More Earl Stewart. Okay. Um, you know, by the way, it's kind of cool when we get those because we know that we're ruffling feathers. You know, yeah. if we're ruffling, ruffling feathers, that means uh, the word's getting out. And, we're and when, you, when you want to attack me or whoever you're attacking, uh, send the, send the uh, anonymous feedbacks further spaced apart because I see that usually my insults come in pairs or tri- uh, triples. And I think the one that you're referring to came like uh, really early in the morning, and it was like mm-hmm. 2:37 a.m. And another one at 2:47 a.m. I, uh, I I look at that every now and then to see. Yeah, well, that also gives you a clue on maybe where in the country they're coming from. That's true. true yeah. <laughs> it could be a time change thing, or um, you know, somebody with severe <laughs> insomnia. Um, then there were s- several anonymous uh, submissions that came in, um, and I'm not going to re- get into too much, but but we are international, and they're from Canada. And they're asking people to check out the CBC Marketplace, and that's the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And it's um, basically they do, they do a lot of consumer investigations. 
on their so Google it on their YouTube channel. They did a yeah. mystery shop of I uh, saw that. I, I watched uh, part of it, and it's excellent. Yeah. And I was going to ask if we could possibly maybe post that uh, so people could access it. It's a long um, YouTube about getting ripped off in service departments. And I was talking to Rick about it before the show started. But in Canada, apparently, you can uh, record people and video people and talk about people. And they went into several Honda dealerships. And after they had their 2008 Honda Civic, inspect very carefully and found out it was perfect. And they would take it into different Honda dealerships in Toronto and Ottawa. And and they, they were getting recommendations of... $2,700 $2,700 and $600 yeah. and $1,000. There was one that... A perfect, um, a perfect uh, car. One was, rep- uh, I think, uh, saying they need to replace the spark plugs, the spark plugs, and they explained to the uh, to the mystery shopper that the spark plugs were the brain of your vehicle, and that yeah. got a lot of laughs. Rick's over there laughing. <laughs> the spark plugs are not the brain. And it made be me the ECU, think, right? It made yes. me think <laughs> we should be doing this, and I talked to Rick, and I think uh, we'll get uh, our video guy and Rick and we will do some shopping like we've been promising to do for years. We've got to get out there and do it. And we have to comply with the laws where we don't record people or yeah. video people. i got a question. Is a da- do you think a dash cam? So, so I know in Florida the, the, the privacy law says that if, you're, if there's an expectation of privacy, you can't record somebody. But in public, in a restaurant, Starbucks, you can be recorded because you're in public. I wonder in a service drive with a dash cam, which with a, is that considered an expectation of privacy? I, th- I think uh, it would be considered if you were using it for a, a purpose as we're discussing. If I'll somebody, call Ashley Moody and see If what someone she says. were accidentally recorded by your dash cam, I think you're you're good to go. Yeah. But if you how point you the dash it. cam at them, then it's a it's how you use it. Yeah. Um, we have a, do we have any calls right now? No. Okay. So we have anonymous feedback. Uh, great question. We've talked about this before. Why can't the auto manufacturers sell online like Tesla does? Does Tesla have a special deal? State laws. Every state in the union, all 50 states, have very restrictive laws about who can sell cars. So basically, the car dealers, through their lobbying power, the National Association and their state association, they bribe attorney generals, they bribe legislators, uh, they offer uh, some some money to get them elected, and they have them in their pocket. And therefore, if you're a car dealer, you have an exclusive right to sell that car. Nobody else can sell a car unless you're a licensed car dealer. Even the manufacturers, with the only exception, is Tesla. And they do that by selling their cars online. Uh, some of the state laws are a little bit more rigid and, uh, than others. But in general, only people can sell cars are car dealers that are licensed. And we have got that ability Right. And we can get away with murder. Yeah, and the, the main, the, the large manufacturers like Toyota or Ford, uh, they won't sell online because of the agreement with their dealers, so they can't yeah. compete against their own dealers. Yeah, you can't buy. The, the only product that I know that you can only buy from a dealer, you can buy an Apple Watch uh, from an Apple store or directly from the manufacturer because they own the store. You can buy any product on Amazon in the world except an automobile. Refrigerators. You can buy Refrigerators? I'm guessing. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I've I don't never think. bought a refridge from Yeah, Samsung. you can buy anything except an automobile, and that's because of the state franchise laws. Okay. Um, oh, boy. Okay, this wouldn't be a good one. Maybe Mark, when he uh, when he calls in, can, can address this. Help and that'll be in about uh, 13 minutes. Okay. So this uh, came in on anonymous feedback. It says, your mystery sh- report today is on the worst of the worst. 
They claim to sell cars cheaper than anyone else, but the truth is you will spend more on the car you buy from them in the long run after all the problems you will incur because of the poor quality caused by the accidents. You will also get ripped off by their finance department. They are aggressive and sneaky. Stay away. Well, I can, I'll, I can answer that almost for Mark, uh, and I'm sure he will agree with this. Uh, Mark is like the Sam Walden, uh, Walmart Sam Walden of the used car business. Well, he came up. He came up with the idea that if I have large volume and low prices, uh, and I treat the the people correctly, then I will prosper. And he did. So it's, he, he's an amazing guy. What what he does buy are cars that have been in accidents, and as long as the car is safe, they sell it anyway. But uh, he's right to the extent the the texture and honest feedback is correct. If you're not careful, if you buy a car from any car dealership, including off-lease only, you should have it checked out by your mechanic. Off-lease only will not deliberately, in my opinion, and we've shopped them many times, and we've had them on the recommended list for a long, long time. Uh, if you're going to buy a car, you need to have it checked out. They do buy better cars and worse cars, but not unsafe cars to their knowledge. As far as the F&I department goes, this holds true in the finance department for every car dealership you go into. You should shop and compare the interest rate. Uh, you should look at the terms. Uh, you should be sure that you get your best rate and terms from your bank or credit union. If you go into a car's F&I department, whether it's off-lease only or any other car dealership, uh, you're not doing yourself justice. Okay. Another anonymous feedback. Why is Earl sitting in the middle of a desolate desert highway? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We got to ask Jonathan that. You know, I got an idea. We could take suggestions from listeners on what should go on the green screen behind you. It could be anything. Yeah. How about a sunrise? It's can contrast you, with his blue shirt. Oh, it's got to be contrast with the blue. Can we do anything patriotic today? Can you can you slip in like fireworks going off behind them? Too late for that today? All right. hey, maybe we can use a Zoom background, one of the Zoom backgrounds. Yeah, I'm saying you can come up with anything. Yeah, yeah silent fireworks. That'd be a great idea. We're going to go to Tampa, where Sydney's been holding. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How you doing this, I'm, I'm, how you doing this morning? Good. Great. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. I know I called about this problem before, uh, about my car is, is drinking oil. So he told me... Uh, there's something in the in the engine that needs to be replaced. The seal, I believe. Rick? Uh, what type uh, of car is it? It's a Toyota Highlander 2013 four-cylinder. Probably the piston rings or the valve guide seals. If it's using a lot of oil, you need to. We'd have to diagnose the car to find out where the you know what's letting the oil get burned. We'd be looking at an engine overhaul. Wow. Uh, because it doesn't have any oil leak, no oil leak, nothing. It's just burning oil. Okay. Well, I can address that. I would say this, and because we talked about an engine overall, uh, uh, based on the year, make, model of your car, a mileage condition, you need to evaluate... Uh, what your value of your car were today were you to trade it in or, or sell it. And uh, if the cost of the engine overall, which uh, Rick is going to uh, tell us, uh, what, what is a, what's the range of uh, cost? On a four-cylinder engine for the Highlander, I'm going to say to put 
rings, bearings, and all the seals, probably going to run about a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. What year car is it uh, that you're driving now with a problem? Hello. Uh, hello, me. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was asking what, what, what year. 2013. Yeah. Toyota Highlander four cylinder. I have hundred forty eight thousand mileage on it. Yeah. No, mm. well, I think it's probably worth repairing. You're you're uh, you're you're talking about a thousand dollars, maybe. Uh, I I would consider that a a worthwhile investment in that yeah. car. Have have it checked yeah. out uh, by at least two. Uh, service departments, uh, take it to uh, your dealer uh, that make car and have it checked out and maybe go to an independent uh, or another dealer that make car. When you're talking about an expensive repair, you should always get three bids uh, before and three diagnoses. You might find out uh, one dealer says it's uh, one problem and the other service department says it's another problem. But if you're going to spend $1,000, get at least three bids. Because I, I bought it brand new, so I'm not I'm not changing it. I prefer to fix it. I bought it brand new, twenty two mileage. I love that car, uh -huh. so I'm not I'm not changing it. Mm -hmm. Well, get it checked out uh, and get, call us back. Uh, let us know uh, what the three different uh, service departments you spoke to, uh, what they recommended, and what the what the uh, estimates were. It's always interesting to see the difference in cost. Uh, usually on a thousand dollar repair. Uh, you'll see a thousand dollar range in cost between the uh, different. Uh, and you you want to go with a quality repair shop who also has a competitive price. And also, I have another question. Every time I turn my AC on, there's a, a, a noise. And I work in the school in the um, a technical school. I have them check it out. They say is the AC uh, compressor that going bad. They say because it's going bad. When you leave the AC on, you turn the car off and on, it messed up the the compressor. I don't know if it's true or not. No, no. You can, you can leave the AC turned on all the time and starting and shutting off the engine. That'll never hurt the air conditioning. It's, they're designed that when you start the engine, the AC stays off for a moment or two until the engine gets running and then it will fire up the AC. So, no, that, that couldn't cause any of that. Uh, where are you hearing the noise? Is it under the hood or inside the car? Under, under the hood. Okay. And, and when, you, when you stand next to it, too, you can hear it. That's yeah. the sound. Yeah. And some, well, air compressors, you know, the AC compressor, it's a moving part, and they do eventually wear out. So 148,000 miles, yeah, it's probably about time for a new one. And you can give that part of the estimate with the three different quotes you get from three different service departments. Yeah. <laughs> and also, do they do they clean the AC filter in the car? Well, you should replace it about every thirty thousand miles. The the one that's in behind the glove oh. compartment. Okay. I mean, you can you can pull it out and shake out any leaves or anything that's in there, but when it starts getting a lot of dirt in it, it's better to replace it. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you. Call back and let us know how the uh, bids from the different service departments were. Call us next week, please. Were you wondering what I was I laughing about? Thank you. Uh, that's a, that's the noise I make when I snore at night. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, it's very ladylike. Okay. Now, uh, let me just okay. say this. We've got w Mark Fisher calling in at 9 o'clock. That's uh -huh. five minutes from now. 
and uh, you want to stay tuned for that. That's the founder of Off Lease Only. It's going to be quite an interesting discussion. Yeah, definitely an interesting discussion. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, www.youranonymousfeedback.com. We'd love to hear from you. And give us a call at 877-960-9960. And don't forget, we requested earlier in the show that you get in touch with the Attorney General. And it's easy to do so. 850-414-3300. We can't do this alone. Let's uh, take care of all the fraud and the deception that's been going on for a long time. Now back to Stu. Anonymous feedback. Um, at first, I thought this was a simple question, but I think it's, a re- it's really good. It says, is there a solid method to email a dealer to purchase a car? And at first, I thought my first reaction, no offense, was, well, duh, yeah, you just email them. But I realized it's not that easy to find a, a workable email address uh, for a car dealer. Now, you can go to their website, and you could submit a form, like a lead form, request for a quote form. Um, but some of them will have info. You don't know where those emails are going, so that's a great question. Um, I would probably uh, look try to find uh, their, an internet manager if they list the email addresses. I mean, you might be forced to just have to fill out a form and give up uh, you know a lot of information. Uh, but if you but the the, the texter or the anonymous uh, question is uh, if you if you send out you could send a hundred emails to two hundred emails to every dealer asking them for their best price and sort through it. And the ones that will give you an out the door price are the ones that you'll communicate with and see if you can get the best deal. But um, I realize it's a great question because, um, and I don't have a great answer. Do you have a, any thoughts on that, how to find a working, good email address? Well, I think every dealership has an email address. Uh, it might not be, as you say, it might be. But when you pick a car out on, on their website, uh, during the process of getting a price, there will be an email address. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might not be a personal email address to an individual, but it will go into the system. Yeah. Well, and usually it's a forum, and it'll ask for other information that you might not want to give up, like you, a phone and, number. And, and you phone like it up. You, uh, we always advise that uh, use a different email address. If you're, you can get a Yahoo, you can get a, a, a Google, you can get a Microsoft. Uh, they're different Yahoo. You can get a free email address. Use that. Don't use your regular email address. And when they ask for the number, make up a phone number. You have somebody you don't like very much, give them their phone number, and they'll get all the calls from the car salesman. Uh, and then use fictitious address. So all you want to do is have an email, a free email address, that when they respond, they'll respond to you, and that's the way you shop. Okay. Nigel and Sebring says, great show. Um, he'd love to buy his wife a convertible. Um, are they like the old days when the roof leaks? I don't know. Rick, do you know? Well, it's kind of hard to cut the roof off a car and not have it leak. Uh, most convertibles, when they design them, they take a standard coupe, and they redesign it by removing the roof. So what you wind up with is a unibody car that no longer has all of its support and has a canvas roof added on. And they rattle more, too. They do. Now, if you get a car that's designed to be a convertible with a hardtop convertible, now you've got a different animal. Yeah, that's a a good point. It's it's the same with a sunroof, uh, just like, Mm -hmm. you know, changing a a convertible. When you start changing the dynamics of something and the the originality (coughs) of it, you are going to have problems. I got a perfect text just before Mark calls in. It's from Jonathan Wellington. Let's hear the Barracuda story. <laughs> he did. <laughs> we, we already hit, we, we told the Barracuda story. I had some posters made up of my Barracuda, and I'm going to start sending them out to uh, a lot of people. <laughs> okay. Uh, terrific thing. This is from Bob. Um, it says, a terrific thing you starts are doing. Can you tell us um, 
can you, can you tell us, announce what radio stations you're on? Thank you. Well, we are on 95.9 FM. I think that's WIRK. I'm not sure the call sign, WIRK. We're also on 106.9 FM. And we're also on, let me see if I can remember the uh, uh, the AM station, 95 point. No longer. Nope. No, no longer. Not on the AM station anymore. There you go. So uh, 106.9 and um, 95.9. Exactly. Okay. Um, it is 8.59. Dare, dare I uh, ask another question of Rick? Rick, I have a 15, oh, 50, uh, 2015 RAV4. When do I need to change the transmission fluid? That's Joe and Boynton. Never. Wow. One word answer. That's great. I'm going to get a plaque for that answer. Well, I mean, that's, I mean. <laughs> All right. If a vehicle. Harassment. Is, Jamie in Massachusetts <laughs> wants to know. If a vehicle has been for sale for four months, what would you recommend replacing when you buy it? Battery, plugs, et cetera. Okay, folks. Uh, we're going to go to the uh, wonderful guest that we have this morning, and uh, his name is Mark Fisher. I'm sure that you heard all about him before uh, we even did our introduction. So welcome to the show, Mark. Hey, Mark. Uh, uh, this is Earl, and thank you very, very much uh, for calling. And uh, we had a long talk the other day. Uh, I'll give you a quick introduction here. I've talked about you before, but uh, Mark Fisher is the founder of Off-Lease Only. Off-Lease Only is one of the fastest growing uh, used car uh, companies in the, in the nation and uh, growing like wildfire. And uh, uh, we've always had, as far as I can recall, Off-Lease Only on our recommended list. Yep. I, uh, I just, uh, I'm very honored and pleased to have a guy like you call. And uh, Mark, uh, just uh, tell us what's on your mind. We'd love to hear about uh, how you got started and uh, how you ended up where you are today. Well, good morning, Earl. Uh, nice to be on the show with you, and uh, good morning, everyone, and happy 4th of July. Thank good you. morning. Happy 4th uh, of July. Yeah. It's been, been a long time in the in the car business, actually, Earl. Uh, we, we started very, very small. Actually, my wife and I started together um, right after we got married, probably 1991. That's how long ago we, we started this, and we only had a little bit of money from when we got married. We took our wedding money. We bought our first car. Wow. And we continue to buy and sell cars ever since until we've grown into what we are today, which is uh, basically we're the largest independent used car dealer in the United States wow. by volume. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's been been quite a, quite a long road, and, and, you know, and a lot of the things and principles that, that I've heard you talking about for years on your show are some of the things that we've put in play to found our company. And, and you know, the used car business has has associated with it a lot of a lot of stigmatism over the years, but but we've tried to change that. We we've uh, been very strong on our customer reviews and, and making sure that everybody is happy. Even though you sell used cars as is, there's still the right way to do it and and, and a way to provide a, a very good value to your customers and have a, a very good following for many years. Most of our customers buy three to five cars, tell their family, their coworkers, their friends, and, and that's what's really built off leaseonly.com to what it is today. And offering, you know, a good value. We, we're a one-price selling operation. We, we yeah. put the cars out at the right prices. We don't play games. If you see a car online, it's advertised at that price. It's the same price at our dealership. We disclose our, our fees accordingly where they're nice and clear. There's never a hidden fee. There's never extra hit fees for people with bad credit. All the things that go on in this industry today that, that, that still need to be taken care of, 
to, to make sure that the consumer is getting, a, you know, a level playing field when they're shopping for a used car. Mark, when we talked on the phone uh, the other day, uh, you were talking about the uh, the hidden fees, the dealer fees, and you really got into it. I could see you were getting passionate about it and how you've gone and lobbied. You've talked to, uh, I mentioned you talked to Auto Trader about the hidden fees, and I was thrilled to death that you were able to accomplish something we couldn't. But uh, after you got through talking, I said, I feel like I'm listening to myself talk because you and I have the total, totally same philosophy about Florida being the wild, wild west of all the states and the way dealer fees are completely corrupting uh, the way cars are advertised and sold. So uh, speak a little bit to the dealer fee issue and how, uh, how you came to uh, fight it. And sometimes you have to kind of compromise in some cases, but... Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on the on the hidden dealer fee in Florida? Well, the biggest issue that's facing the consumer right now that that's unaware of what's going on, especially in Florida, it's going on in other states as well. But but Florida is pretty pretty much out of control at this point. That many dealers, when you're searching online for the lowest price of car that you're searching for, whether it's any make or model, and you're searching by price, you're trying to find the best deal. I mean, you might be a cash buyer, and you're looking for the best deal. You might be a finance buyer that's looking for the lowest payment. It's the same thing. Sure. And you go on AutoTrader or Cars.com or CarGurus or any of these third-party providers, and you're looking to search for your best price. Yeah. Well, when you go for the lowest price, you're going to find that there are people out there, like Offlease Only, that have actually the lowest price. But it appears that there's other dealers that have a better price. Yeah. And what these dealers are doing to appear that way is basically they raise their dealer fee to a point to make their price of their car cheaper. Yeah. So basically, if you have the highest dealer fee on the third-party websites right now, you have the lowest price yeah. car. And yeah. when I say highest fee, there are dealers in the South Florida market that have fees in excess of three thousand dollars on top of the advertised price. Al Al Hendrickson Toyota in Coconut Creek is the third largest Toyota dealership or fourth largest in the United States and he has about a three thousand dollar dealer fee. He advertises the price of a new Toyota and he can advertise it three thousand dollars less than another Toyota dealer because he tacks on the extra three grand. Hey Mark this is Stu. I have a question. Um are you guys working with car gurus or trying to get them to make changes too? Because in addition to them not addressing the fees, they also grade the price, you know, good to worst, um, based on so, the, the the price without fees. So, so you just hit on a topic that I've been fighting with for, for probably three or four years now with car gurus specifically. Who, by the way, car gurus does not recognize the fact that they've gotten themselves involved by saying what's a good deal, what's a great deal, yeah. what's not a good deal. They, they, they have got, they've crossed the line, and a couple of these third parties have followed after CarGurus. CarGurus was the first to start this. When you start telling the consumer this dealer is a great deal and the other dealer is not a great deal, that you better be really sure that you're sending that consumer to that great deal because those great deals, what I'm finding on CarGurus, are those dealers that are adding two, three, four, five thousand yeah. dollars on top of that price. And let me tell you about dealer fees. The word dealer fee is also People don't understand the word dealer fee. There's many different fees that can be considered a dealer fee, and, and that's part of the problem, too, in Florida, where Florida's language doesn't really specify that you must call it a dealer fee. There's some new fees that you'll see that, that make it sound like these are official fees. There's things I've seen 
such as what's called an EFF fee, which is electronic filing fee. It yeah. sounds like a very official state agency fee. Well, it's not. It's a made-up fee that the dealer made up, so he can charge you a fee and make it sound like it's something that they have to pay that everyone pays. It's not. The only thing you need to be paying is tax, tag, and title. Those are the things that you have to pay. Now, if a dealer wants has, to, has a fee, and I'm going to tell you, Offlease only does have a fee. We have a $399 pre-delivery service charge, and that $399 does include a lot of things that we give our customers, you know, that there is value behind the $399. And we disclose this fee very clearly. We disclose it in every piece of advertising we do. We have window stickers on our cars, and it's on the window sticker. There's no surprises when you come to us as far as what fees there are on top of tax tag and title. So, so that's the thing that, that you don't see on a lot of these dealers' advertising. Many dealers may put it in the fine print. You may see an 899 EFF fee, and you don't even know what that is. Well, that's a dealer fee, yeah. and there needs to be some some something done in the state of Florida specifically at this point that that says that a dealer fee is a dealer fee, and it can't be called by a different name. I'm seeing dealers advertising actually in their advertising. And they say there's one one competitor of ours in South Florida. He actually says no dealer fees in big letters on everything on his website on his advertising, and he has yes. a pre delivery service charge. He changes the name. He changes the name. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, you're, you're getting as excited as I do, Mark. I, uh, I swear I feel like I'm listening to myself. Uh, it's so good to have a pro like you that really you've been through it. You've done it all, and you see what's going on. And you said to me on the phone the other day when we were talking, you know, the reason we have the worst situation in Florida of all 50 states is because the dealers in Florida are leaning on the legislators and on the attorney general and anybody, the decision makers, the, the enforcers, they've got them all in their pocket. The dealers are pushing and pushing. Uh, and uh, somebody's got to have the nerve to step up to the Florida Automobile Dealers Association and the national and all the other dealers that are that are trying to keep the law from being enforced. If they did nothing more than enforce the dealer fee law, dealer fee law says that you have to include it in your advertised price. That's in the statute. And that is a law, and nobody follows that law, do they, Mark? No, it's a big problem, Earl, and I agree with you. It is in the statute. It's not It's not being enforced, and, and it's specifically not being enforced because there is big lobbying power. The new car dealers, uh, I hate to single out, you're one of them, but, but the new car dealer lobby has lobbied the state to not enforce that law because obviously margins are, are tight on new cars, sure. and that's a way they can make profit. Yeah. So they've gotten together, they've, they've pulled this off. But now that it's gone into the used car sector, segment, which there's a lot of new car dealers trying to compete with off-lease-only prices, and the only way they can do it is to have a bigger dealer fee to make their price seem similar to ours or lower than ours. And you're, and when you go there, you, you you may not even know when you buy the car that the dealer has the fee. That's even another issue that goes on. These, exactly. these dealers are very, very good at hiding these things. So exactly. you may get the car and think you got that price, but you better check your paperwork really closely. Well, I feel like I have a new ally, and... Uh you and I need to work together, and I invite you to call the show anytime. Uh, I referred to you earlier, I don't know if you were tuned in, as the Sam Walton of the uh, used car business, because Sam Walton came up with the idea of Walmart and Sam's Club by just having an honest business that they buy a lot of volume and they sell low. You, you sell your, your, your cars are priced lower than almost any other used car you see out there, and what you see is what you get, and uh, you're buying as is, 
but you have a right to have it checked out by your mechanic. And uh, you're, you've been on our recommended list, and you'll always be on our recommended list, off-lease only. And love to have you call in anytime. Uh, and if you have, is there anything else you, you'd like to add, Mark? Uh, uh, love to hear any uh, your opinions, thoughts, ideas. I, I think we could go on much longer than your show, Earl, today. Discussing <laughs> that we're, we are very much aligned in, in the things. You know, it's, it's just right and wrong and, and, and the right way to do business. In the 20, and really, it's the digital age. It's the 21st century. The, you know, I've been in the car business before the Internet, so have you. And this is going back to remind me of, of like, bait and switch back, back in the 1980s is yeah. what's going on here. You get there, the price of the car isn't the price of the car. It, 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 it's almost like, you know, taking this into the 21st century now yeah. and nobody doing anything about it, especially in a world that's supposed to be much more transparent and much more ethical. This needs to be addressed. And, and I believe there ultimately, and I, and I hate to say this because I, I know there's a lot of opposition to this, a dealer fee should be capped. There should be a, cap, a reasonable dealer fee. A dealer is allowed to charge a small fee yeah. to, to, you know, to, to recoup some of their overhead and their operating costs and their expenses associated with selling the car. I get it. We have a three ninety nine fee, and we're and we're not hiding it. And we tell people. And I think that somewhere between that price and maybe five hundred dollars would be a, a reasonable fee. But I don't think anything over five hundred dollars. I think the advertised price of the car needs to be the advertised price once it goes beyond that, yeah, that figure. And it, it makes me upset because there's many dealers not even putting it in their fine print. They, right. they have these huge fees and they're not even putting it in the in the print. Exactly. And they are supposed to add it to the advertised price. That yeah. is the law in the state. And obviously, it's one of those things. Well, if I add it to my price, then the guy that's got the bigger fee, he's even cheaper than me. So how do I compete? And exactly. it's not just me. It's not just me. I'm speaking for the whole industry. There are many, many hundreds and thousands, actually, of car dealers that do things the right way. And they're being hurt by these big guys with the, with that, that are playing this game. And exactly. this game needs to stop. It's really, and it really needs to stop. Mark, before I, before I I'll let you go, Nancy, my wife here, uh, was very impressed. She was doing some Googling of you. And uh, she saw a picture of you. And your wife's name is Eileen? That is correct. And uh, Nancy, good morning, uh, Mark. You know, um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very impressed, uh, and uh, I, I have a new name for these fees, and that's called BS fees. Uh, but on, on a on a more serious uh, note, uh, you're to be commended. I mean, for defending and protecting your brand and the way you do business. Uh, I'm I'm very proud that uh, you were able to call this morning. And what a great story! Uh, just reading about your wedding present and what you did with it you and eileen buying two cars and uh it it's definitely you know people think that uh things come easy and they don't and what a journey uh you and your wife have been on and i just want to thank you for being the type of car dealer uh that you guys are and thank uh, you for calling in you're very welcome, and thank you so much. Yes, it has been quite the journey. I will say that this didn't this didn't happen easily. It was a lot of hard work, no. many many years of hard work. And when I say hard work, I work 24 hours a day for 20 years to, yeah. to get this company. Where I believe it. It's a, a lot of ups and downs, and like I said, there are a lot of uh, a lot of people out there that think that uh, things just come easy, and it definitely doesn't. And your story is phenomenal. Mark, after the, the pandemic, you, I, Nancy, and Eileen will have lunch together. That sounds great. One, one day I'd love to do that, Earl. 
Um, but the, the thing that it does prove is, you can, is good things do come to those who work hard for them. That that's something to put out there to everyone that that you know anyone can do anything if they put their mind to it. Yeah, and I have a picture of you and your beautiful wife. I have it right, right up here on the camera. <laughs> I was just really <laughs> impressed, and the both of you sound so well. You sound so passionate, and just her standing right beside you, she just looks the same. Just so passionate about what you guys do, and uh, I can't say enough. <laughs> I appreciate that. Mark, Thank thanks you again. So much. Thanks again for taking the time to call in, and let's do this again someday. And uh, like I say. We'll have lunch when this damn pandemic is over, and uh, I, I'd really like to uh, uh, talk to you directly face to face. That that would be great, Earl. Have a have a good day. Enjoy. Have a good show, and uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. Bye bye. Happy Fourth of July, Mark. Stay safe. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and uh, you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Don't forget yourautonomousfeedback dot com. Man, that was really great. It was, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm in awe of what they've accomplished. I mean, at first it was like, who's this, uh, who's this newcomer? <laughs> and then, yeah. boom! I mean, they became the biggest thing in town and beyond. Yeah, they were on Lake Worth Road, and they had this dirt lot, and it was just the very basics. And it was kind of like, remember the old movie, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, the saying, who are those guys? Yeah. <laughs> and the dealers would start saying, uh, off-lease, what is that? Off-lease only? What, what is that? And then he's selling 100 cars a month. How does he sell 100 cars a month? Pretty soon he's selling 1,000 cars a month. And they're saying, who are those guys? Yeah. And then he opens another lot and another lot. And I hate to tell you that in our management meetings at uh, our dealership, I would, I'd be, I'm screaming and yelling at all my used car people and managers, how is this little dirt lot out here selling so many cars? What are they doing? Why can't we do that? And uh, and he's just uh, he's it, it, a pioneer. Yeah, you know, it was almost like an explosion yeah. overnight, yeah. and it was uh, just an amazing, like I said, an amazing journey. Okay, text. Yeah, we have a, on Facebook. Um, uh, Terrence is uh, he's got a 2015 Honda Civic Hybrid. He wants to get a new one. Um, he's got about 14,000 miles on his on his car. He wants a recommendation on how he can go about either trading or selling that Rav Four. I mean that that. Uh, Civic Hybrid. I'm sorry. Honda Civic Hybrid, yeah. Honda Civic Hybrid. Uh, greatest market today for getting uh, best value on your trade-in or when you know, sell your car. Uh, there's a shortage of used cars uh, for most of your make models, and the prices are, are higher, and uh, everybody wants your used car. So it's a seller's market, and you need to take advantage of that. I mentioned Carvana. Uh, it's Carvana.com. You got buy. Um, you know, WeBuyAnyCar.com. You got CarMax. You have AutoNation. You have Varoom.com. Varoom. Yeah. And then you go to three different Honda dealers, the used car department, and you say, I don't want to buy a Honda. I don't want to buy another car. I'm downsizing. Give me a bid on the car. I'm going to two other Honda dealers. I'll get a bid from them. I'm gonna sell to the highest bidder. So you really got a perfect market. You should get the maximum amount of money for that Honda, and uh, take advantage of it. Don't don't sell to the first person that makes you an offer. Get uh, several bids. Okay, and let's go back to we we uh, right before Mark called. We had a question. As uh, it was for Rick, and he's looking at a car that's been for sale for four months. So he's seen it. I guess he's seen it on the dealer lot. It's been there for four months. 
which by the way that dealer it's too long to keep that car on your lot but uh what would you recommend getting replaced after you buy it he's talking about things like the battery and plugs uh i wouldn't necessarily recommend replacing anything right off the bat however i would have the battery tested stop in at a local auto parts store and have an independent place have them test the battery um i would highly recommend take the car out on the highway and get at least five or ten miles on the highway because the tires have likely been sitting in one spot and dealt uh, flat spots on the bottom so heating up those tires will smooth them out and if you feel any vibrations after that i'd be looking at the tires uh there's really not a whole lot else that would be an issue there although i would consider an oil change very quickly all right. Uh, I think we are all caught up with text. Let me just double check. We are all caught up. Do you have any YouTubes over there? Well, I've got a couple of uh, questions that I had answered on, on YouTube earlier, but uh, I'd like to bring these out anyways. Uh, one question that Mark Ryan asked, he says, uh, what's our opinion on the Fumoto or Valvamax oil drain valves? And what these are is it's a little brass valve assembly that you take out the drain plug on the oil pan and install this valve in place of the drain plug hmm. and it's supposed to make it easier to drain your oil you simply turn a little knob on it to let the oil drain out of the engine the only drawback that I've seen with these is most drain plugs are down very low on the pan and sitting at an angle the greater amount of oil will drain out these valves would then be sticking down at an angle hmm. and if you run over a piece of wood or something on 95 and it hits that valve and breaks it off boom all of a sudden you've got a catastrophe because all the engine oil is going to flood out on the road and you could cost yourself an engine you know, a long time ago i wrote a blog on the achilles heel of your car is the uh is the uh, drip pan uh, you know uh, where you where, where you take the plug out the plug the oil the pan, pan. yeah and, and and that mm -hmm. was because back this is so long ago it might not be true today i'm asking you this question uh does that do, do the threads wear out on the drip pan and where the plug is uh, on on even today like if you, like they used to? Yes, they can. As a matter of fact, one tool that we require every single one of our technicians to use is a torque wrench dedicated for putting in the drain plug on the oil pan to make sure we don't over torque that drain plug. Exactly. If you don't tighten it when you put it in, or you over tighten it, either way you're creating a problem sometimes if it's over tightened once you pull it out the threads are gone and, yep. and you got yourself a whole new oil pan you've you got to replace the pan so that's a, it's a long way of getting to the idea if you have that valve and it was something that would be reliable and it wouldn't strip out uh it might be a good investment if you're going to keep your car for a long time other than the caveat if it's in the wrong place it's going to get knocked off now the some cars that i would say it'd be a great idea a lot of trucks have a splash shield, metal splash shield, underneath the vehicle right. so that the oil pan actually sits up above that splash shield yeah. and therefore that valve would be protected. Yeah. So if your vehicle is designed where the valve would sit up high enough that it's got some protection, then I'd say, yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. Uh, do I have time for a uh, commercial? Yeah, yeah. Okay, commercial for my book. Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. And before you get too excited about the fact that I'm doing something commercial, 100% of the proceeds of my book 
confessions of a recovering car dealer, go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. <laughs> there you go. And Big Dog Ranch Rescue is the largest no-kill shelter in Florida. We save hundreds, thousands of dogs. Uh, we, we save dogs from all over the world, even China. Uh, hurricane victim uh, areas, uh, Haiti, uh, Bahamas, uh, the Carolinas during hurricanes. We bring the dogs in, we fly them in, we drive them in, and they stay at Big Dog Ranch Rescue. That's a Moxahatchee on Okeechobee Boulevard. It's like a, a campus. It's like a college campus. we got swimming pools. We have bunk rooms. Uh, we have a veterinarian. Uh, we have everything that you need for, your, for a doggy, and we take care of them. Rick? And I'd like to announce today is five years to the day since my little girl Harley Quinn came home with me from Big Dog oh, Ranch oh, Rescue. Happy how anniversary. Nice. Happy anniversary. So you go to Amazon.com, you buy a book of Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, 100% of the proceeds. I'm not just talking about a few bucks. 100% of the proceeds of the book is about 1995. 1995. And yeah. it goes all, the, everything that Amazon sells take. us, sends us, <laughs> right. they take a fee out. Uh, everything that we get, we give to Big Dog Ranch Rescue so you can learn. This is a handbook on how to buy a car without being ripped off by a car dealer. You can give it to your kids. You can give it to your grandchildren. Give it to a friend, anybody that you want to protect from um, the car dealer predator. Mm -hmm. Let them read this book, and they'll never be taken advantage of. I got, mm -hmm. a, I got a commercial, too. Please tune in to our Facebook page every Wednesday because every Wednesday we feature a sponsored dog of the week. Uh, we're doing it uh, with uh, with Zoom. We're doing it remotely because of the pandemic. But we feature a dog every single week. You get to see the dog. Big Dog Ranch Rescue is there telling you about it. And if you adopt the dog or sponsor dog, we'll pay the adoption fees for you because we, we just love supporting yeah. Big Dog Ranch I, Rescue. I, I think it's a little more exciting the way we're doing it now because you never know what's going to happen mm -hmm. because we're all at different locations. Exactly. But uh, back to Big Dog Ranch. Uh, I just wanted to tell everyone, you know, doesn't it, what a package. You know, you got the book, and you got these, uh, you got Lori, uh, who owns Big Dog Ranch, saving, Simmons, yeah. saving all these dogs. And just recently, she was on the news, and she had gone out, and uh, her and her volunteers, and they saved 260 dogs from being euthanized and wow. it, it's just you don't really think about it you know uh and it's a definitely a very very important cause mm -hmm. so big dog ranch and uh, earl's book 100 percent of the proceeds uh goes to big dog ranch we're going to go to mark who's been holding he's a regular caller from palm beach gardens good morning mark good morning team um, I just have a, a quick thing. I spent 37 years in the auto body collision business and spent seven years at a Toyota dealer. And I have a wonderful 2017 Camry. And unfortunately, due to illness, um, I've become handicapped and lost my right leg. And I'm interested in looking for suggestions and possibly if you have uh, someone that you know of how to get my car made to where I can enjoy driving it again. Uh, isn't there companies out there that can um, make my vehicle into a handicap friendly uh, so I can let my, so I can take my car back from my kids? Yes, uh, we, we use one company. I think Stu's looking up the address now, or he doesn't have it there. Uh, 
we have a company that we do use for uh, handicap conversions, and um, uh, they're local. Uh, Action Mobility. Action Mobility. A-C-T-I-O-N, Action Mobility. And we've been using them for many, many years. They're, you know, uh, South Florida, there are a lot of elderly people, a lot of folks that have different kinds of handicaps, and we've used them for years. And they're highly reliable, priced competitively, and uh, I think Stu's looking for a address or a number yeah um it's in lake worth um but i'm not seeing i'm not finding it let me give me a give me a i'm sure i can look it up that's no problem i appreciate that do do any of you have uh, any idea how not how it's done but what the end product looks like is it a shifter or or have you guys not seen the actual done Completed product. Rick had a point. Uh, uh, the address nineteen twenty five Tenth Avenue North in Lake Worth. And do you have any idea okay. how these conversions are done? I mean, uh, uh, with uh, the hand controls to uh, he's, uh, Mark is missing his right leg. I've seen many varieties of it. Some of them they actually shift the pedal by way of special controls. They'll put the pedals reversed. Mm-hmm. Um, others they'll use a hand control for one pedal or maybe a hand control for both. So I've I've seen there's they right now it's not like there's one set design. They they custom build a setup to match what you need as an individual depending upon you know what your situation is. Hmm. Are there subsidies of, are there subsidies available from the manufacturer, I believe Toyota and other manufacturers when you do a conversion, maybe it's only on a new vehicle, but when you do a new conversion, vehicle. they will often subsidize. So you, uh, what, what, what uh, make your model car do you drive, Mark? The 2017 Camry XLE. Camry, I don't know if they do it on retro, on older vehicles, but uh, we can check for you on that, Mark, see if uh, Toyota has anything in the way of a subsidy wow. or a help they could give you on that conversion. That would be great because... Uh, you know, I, I, I guess I will contact them to get a guesstimate of what something like that would cost. Exactly, yeah. But, and uh, even even though we recommend them, mm-hmm. uh, you probably ought to get another bid. Uh, we could probably help you there, too, as far as other... Um, it's always, I don't. I hate to use the word keep people honest, but if you go to somebody and you hear the price and you buy at that price, the chances are great that had you gotten two other bids, the price would be lower. So yeah. it's just a fact of the economic system. You need to get a couple more bids. Uh, I yeah, do and know obviously that, a safety issue as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I do know from my mother's experience when she needed a, an electric wheelchair, uh-huh. uh, Medicare, there's different companies that will assist financially and through the Palm Beach County and the government and that. Uh, so I'm sure Action Mobility probably has set up with different companies yeah. for the financial aid and aspects like that. So they probably have a lot of that information available right there. Good point, Rick. I just also want to chime in. Uh, it looks like they changed their name. It's no longer Action Nobility. It's Mobility Works. Ah. So that's that's why I had a hard time finding it. Mobility Works, uh, same location. Great. Well, thank you all so much for uh, the information. appreciate it. And as it's always said, uh, you guys make a great team, and there is no I in the word team. <laughs> so you all have a wonderful holiday, okay? You too, Mark. Thank you Take so much, yourself, Mark. Give us Thanks. a call back Bye-bye. and let us know how that all turned out for you. Interesting okay, topic. Okay, well, we'll see you at sunrise. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye.
Yeah, we got a, a text about the book. Um, this is um, from John in California. Uh, it says, best book I have ever purchased. Oh. I read it cover to cover in a week and a half once I got it, and I've used it two times since I got it. First time when I got my wife's car, and the second time when I got my truck. Let me tell you, it did help a ton. Thanks for the book, Earl. I got news on that, by the way. I have contacted your publisher. Oh. And I have indicated our interest in a sequel. Fantastic. Or at the very least, a revision. We won't uh. put too much pressure on you. <laughs> so, okay, do, uh, do, so we got to get we got to get going on that. She's very anxious to, to work with us again. Do we uh, do we have time to get to Frank? He's holding from Jupiter Farms. One sure, of our regular always callers. For, always time for Frank. Hi, Frank. You guys are so nice. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Nice to hear Wonderful. from you. Yeah, you, you, you trigger so many different emotionals and uh, memories on your show every week. It's, but, uh, it's the Barracuda, right? Yes, we do. Yes, it is about the Barracuda. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you my my Barracuda stories. There's there's several, but I'll tell you just a brief one. My mom actually bought her first brand new car in her life back in 1965 down on um, Carway in Miami. It was a 65 Plymouth Barracuda. Oh, my God. Um, with a slant six, 225 engine like that gentleman talked about. Uh-huh. And um, I, I remember the first time in North Carolina with it that summer, we were at a red light, and um, as the light is starting to turn green, the car behind us seems to bump us. And my mom gets, you bumped our car. <laughs> and um, the, um, the, the North Carolina person said, no, you actually rolled back into my car, I guess, with the clutch and stuff. <laughs> but I, I guess the most memorable memory of that car was unfortunately um, one day I was delivering some chicken food to a handicapped person that had an unbelievable accident. He had dove off his boat as a commercial fisherman and hit his um, back on a turtle and he was handicapped and paralyzed for the rest of his life. Oh my God. Uh, but um, I'm delivering this food to his house and I'm going a little too quick as a teenager in wet water and the car hydroplaned into a canal and sank. Barracuda didn't swim. Um, I got out of the car, it isn't time before it sank because the windows I could roll down and climb on the roof. When my mom came there, she could care nothing about the car, only that her only son was all right. Oh, that's so good. it really built a, a oh. lasting memory. It is. Uh, they are. It's, yeah, memories are fun, aren't they, Frank? I tell you, I, uh, the older you get, the more precious the memories are. And I, I have things coming back to me like you did just there that you haven't thought of in a long, long time. It just takes some little song or a word or a, a face, and then the memories come back. The memories are really cool to relive them. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for sharing that with us. Our, our moments, yeah. uh, they, they move so fast, and you just don't realize at that moment you're building memories. And oh, that's for sure. It's just amazing. And, um, the gentleman that called in today, it sounded so refreshing to hear someone that has actually the same um, re, re, you know, outlook about dealer fees as Earl's been talking about for years. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It is. I mean, I wish I'd known him uh, better a long time ago. I knew of him, but I didn't know him. And had he and I gotten together uh, uh, five years ago, uh, it would have been a great thing. I think we, uh, I think we will make a great team. And now, finally, that I find him and we we realize we're of the same mind, uh, we can't get together because of the pandemic. So I can't wait till this thing blows over. And uh, we can uh, we can talk, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's funny. Uh, who, who knows? Maybe the next guest will be the attorney general. Yeah, what do you, you think, know, Frank? You never know. Uh, I, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. <laughs> I'm but, a believer. Uh, one last follow up. One last follow up from last week's mystery shopping report. Yeah, I, I called and spoke to that salesman you all mystery shop with, 
what an unbelievably gentleman. His name is James Vernon Lloyd. And um, he spent an inordinate amount of time speaking with me. And, he, and I told him about the Ford pickup I got, that the dealer up in Palm Bay wouldn't show me the knobs and buttons. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, bring it in. I'll, I'll teach you everything you need to know about your truck. And um, just absolute unbelievable okay. man. So, well, that's great. So, yeah, what a great story see. that is. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, have a good day and happy 4th. Same Thanks, you, Frank. Sully. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Happy 4th of July. We got bye, a bye, bye, bye. Thanks, Frank. Uh, we got a couple of quick uh, anonymous feedbacks that came in. We get to before the Mystery Shop report. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, the first one says, did Earl Stewart Toyota hit one of their stepped-up bonuses last month? What exactly did that end uh, to hit uh, – what day, day did it end uh, to hit the bonus? Uh, the answer is uh, they, Toyota canceled all those during the pandemic because of the uh, uh, the huge impact of business and also the yeah. inventory supply. So that didn't happen. Um, it's still not in, pl- in place. They're going to put it back in August. So we'll yeah. we'll report on that. Uh, and the other one came in and says, um, if you're fine with off-lease only's 399 dealer fee, why don't you charge one? Well, that's a great question. I, uh, um, uh, we don't charge one because we can get away with it. In other words, that sounds counterintuitive there, but uh, we are able. We've been around for 47 years uh, at the same location, and we built our brand and location over many, many years. Uh, you have to have a lot of trust uh, in a potential customer's mind before they will come to you, even though they see a lower price advertised out there. And uh, Offlease hasn't reached that stage yet. They haven't been around nearly as long as we have. So we evolved uh, to our position of no dealer fee, and I wouldn't wish that on a new dealer. as long as the car dealers are charging these ridiculously high dealer fees in Florida, it's almost a necessity of survival to charge a dealer fee. When I get angry at a dealer, it isn't so much because he charges the dealer fee, it's because he hides the dealer fee and sneaks it in. If you have a dealer fee and you include it in your advertised price, there's no problem. Uh, it's just no, not it's not needed, but there's no problem. So uh, yeah, I I don't blame off-lease only for having a small dealer fee. Uh, CarMax has a small dealer fee. In fact, it's a, about the same as the off-lease. Uh, anything under five hundred dollars in Florida is considered small, and there are dealers out there that charge a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, and higher. So uh, to answer your question. We get away with it because of our brand and our reputation. People will come to us and say, I've got a price from this other Toyota dealer that is $1,000 less than your price. And then we say, but this other Toyota dealer is going to charge you $1,500 in hidden fees, and we don't. We get the opportunity to make that, uh, have that conversation. If we weren't well entrenched in the culture and society of South Florida, and people know and trust our brand, we wouldn't have the opportunity to make that argument. But yeah. we still you lose a huge amount of business because people who don't know us will buy from the seemingly lower price. I think, too, that uh, with offlease.com, you know what you're paying for whenever you walk in. 
you don't it, it isn't going to hit you they're not going to hit it uh, I can uh, dig it you can dig it we can dig it they can dig it they're graze not it in the, in the grass on the true oldies channel it. before that okay. Jay Frank in Wilson the box, and the Cavaliers whatever, I was playing you, golf the other day with a guy who grew up in Fort Lauderdale back in the 60s and I asked him if he ever heard of Wayne Cochran ladies and gentlemen Earl's got another fantastic column that he wrote just Brown is what they called him because he was so soulful he had this big Pandemic. A blonde it's hairdo. I mean, right it was about and six, seven inches high. A great and he sang and he great songs, but he actually had recorded and written one song called Last Kiss. How dangerous and, it is to go out and purchase it out as a, a record and it didn't and, uh, do anything. Not have a mask on. But Jay Frank Wilson heard it one day and he recorded it. Became a big hit. But Wayne Cochran wrote that song and he told me when I interviewed him one time. He told me oh, he actually go. read that story oh, about right. a guy um, and a girl. Well, and I think it's and, uh, and, and she died. And the guy was holding her in his arms when she passed away. And he got the inspiration to write the song. True story or not, I don't know. Coming up, Beatles. I fell next on the TOC. Okay, Mark, I thought Mark Fisher, the founder of Walkley Tony. I hope you're listening. We have had your. Off leash only on uh, recommended uh, online used cars for a long time. Shops you many times. Uh, Mr. Shop or off leash only in Palm Beach. And there are three other locations, I believe. Off leash only is a remarkable Some car dealership. Still don't Since understand what Independence Day is all about. One of the really? E&M like auto sales this guy. Call your wife, tell her it's a, over. A, a Boom, Declaration of Independence. Uh, only. That's funny. By the way, here's the little side. Commercial-free Fourth of July celebration. All day commercial-free on Palm Beach's finest the For years and years and years, Off-Lease Only has been so successful, you can buy the name offlease.com, and the going price is like you know, a lot of money. But uh, because of the fame, it shows a very interesting and picky name. Howdy, folks. Colonel Sanders here. When it's time uh, to eat, there's no more comforting than comfort food you don't have to cook. So get a $20 bill from KFC. Choose from eight pieces of original recipe, extra crispy chicken, or 12 tenders. Comes with all the fixings to feed your whole family. Order ahead at KFC.com. KFC drive-thrus are still open. Or stay in and get contactless delivery by Grubhub. With buckets of love, Colonel Sanders. Limited time only at participating locations, so price may vary. Tax and substitution tax credit, delivery service, and additional fees of the market. They buy cars cheap at auctions and sell them cheap to the public. And that's the Walmart. Walmart. They buy cheap, they buy in volume, and they sell cheap. And uh, uh, it's an amazing model. Girl Store on Cars has placed office only on its recommended deal list for the tiny asterisk. Know what you're getting into. And Mark uh, Fisher, when we were talking to him earlier, when he called in, it's uh, these cars are sold as is. Your responsibility when you buy a used car, whether it's from someone that claims they have a checklist, a certified car, or whatever they want to call it, you still should check it out yourself. With an independent mechanic. We recommend that for our dealership, for off lease, or any place you buy a used car. A used car is a used car, and therefore there may be problems. And you can't tell by looking at a Carfax report or a, a 
any sort of representation by the seller, certainly. And the best way to do it is have a reliable, independent channel and check it out. At least they want to be Many of the cars they offer for sale have accidents in the past, making them less desirable to a larger time at the auction. Lower demand equals lower prices. Lower buying for less. Now, this is the secret, the essence of Offley's only success. They realize that cars that are in accidents can be perfectly safe, depending on the accident, the amount of damage to a car. So if a car is in an accident and it's safe, and you can buy it for a couple thousand dollars less by virtue of the fact that it's just been an accident and the car's been repaired and it looks like a new car. Hey, I'll take that car and buy $2,000 less than somebody else would buy the car have it not been an accident and I'll pass the savings along to the buyers. And that is the essence of all three family secrets are selling cars less. Get the cars checked out by your independent mechanic. We've been very clear on this show that an accident in the vehicle's history does not necessarily make it a bad car or one that will give its owners problems. Offleys only understands this. In fact, they discovered this. They clearly disclose their Carfax reports online and in person with a customer. Since they proactively do this, we have no problems with a business partner. I really picked up some ideas from off-lease only from my own retail department. We actually have copied some of their practices. And what is the name of the company, too, that we use? Uh, frame something? True Frame. True Frame. And True Frame is used by off-lease only. Mark, I think when I talked about this the other day, they take the car, they buy it at the auction, they buy it cheap because it's been in an accident, and then they have True Frame, check it out, they pay them, what do we pay? 200 bucks? They certify it. They certify it, and True Frame certifies it as being safe. Now the whole system out there, man, I, auto auctions, everybody, they have, there's a word called structural damage. Structural damage can be a tiny amount of damage, or an eighth of an inch of a dent or something in the car. And they will call that, with the unibody construction today, they'll call that structural damage. It sounds terrifying, and therefore, people will shy away from buying that car. Always buy the car because it's safe, and they pass along the savings, and that's the secret to their success. Our only issue with them over the years has been their performance on our Takata test. Uh, they do not score well. We failed them numerous times for failure to actively warn the customers about the dangers of the Takata airbag. And of course, they're willingness to sell a used car with this defect. You know, in the grand scheme of things, and the prevent and the coronavirus pandemic, it's been funny how the Takata airbag doesn't seem to terrible anymore. I mean, people are talking like that, and it's a terrible thing to say. People are dying. And, but the Takata airbag is just still serious. And I'll say this about all three. All the dealers that we know of, virtually, are even Toyota Motor Division, Toyota Manufacturing are callous, and all the manufacturers don't take it seriously. So I'm not going to get off-leaf only because they've had difficulty in full disclosure and uh, warning people against the kind of airbag. This issue is what led to a brief uh, legal skirmish we had with off-leaf only. Uh, we received a cease and desist letter 
uh, from Mark's attorney. Hi, this is Jake. Uh, Happy uh, Fourth of YouTube July. Video oh, yeah. And the surf is commercial-free all day. As the boss lost airbags. his mind, our I hope we're still getting our position, paid. Everything it's a red, white, and blue. Fourth of July celebration and, uh, it's all day today. On Palm Beach's finest ride. The surf. Now that I know Mark for sure, and I know the way he runs his business, I think he's an honorable, honest person. I'm glad we didn't have a This week's mystery talk of Walkley Sony focuses on their sales experience, not to care to cut airbags. He sent agent Thunder in closing as a real customer who needs a car. He did not select the target vehicle. He had no idea whether the car Thunder would choose without a same history record uh, or recall. He went in blind with no agenda. Uh, sort of like almost all customers actually do. This report taking the device of agent Thunder. I arrived at 1 p.m., walked to the big purple entry way into the main building, off base only. I was uh, greeted by a friendly mask wearing investment. That's good. This is I was telling her why I was there, a mask wearing. I pushed the man up and said hello, his name is Rob. And he informed me he was taking care of me today. Rob asked if I'd been there before. I said I hadn't. He said, cool, let me tell you about us. He went on to describe the off-base concept. He said, they purchase cars and sell them as is. Why not? Hey, there's no smoke in here. We sell these cars the way you see it is what you get. Okay? Uh, if it comes in with just three formats, you only get three formats. If there's a dent, we sell it with a dent. I mean, I assured him and honestly intended handling this of this is just perfection. He said they buy in bulk and they do. They sell a huge number of cars, they buy a huge number of cars. They have to buy almost all the cars they sell. They probably don't get that many trades. He said other dealers try to make about $3,000 for sale, which is true. Some dealers try to make four or $5,000 for sale. But off leads only would rather sell more cars for cheaper prices to make their money. I can't remember what we calculated we heard. Uh, their average profit was, but I think, $1,500, uh, $52,000. Uh, trust me, uh, a good car, and the dealer makes $1,500 $2,000, is not an absorbent profit, it's a fair profit. And typically, if you shop and compare, you find out a better price than you can somewhere Rob let me over a line of computers, every, one, every other computer is blocked off, for social distancing good. There were markings on the floor directing people toward the safety stand good. Uh, he asked me what kind of car I wanted. I said I was thinking about an electric vehicle to drive clients around in. Hopefully he thinks they have a very good supply of luxury vehicles. They buy a lot of Lincolns and BMWs and um, Infinities, Mercedes, and a lot of them inside the car. I said I was thinking about the two vehicles, and I said I was a real estate agent, and I liked Audi, and I liked being covered. Ross said he had a place to vote, which was in his rally on my inventory. He settled in 2017. By the way, they have a few commentary cards, and I've used to like them. Go to their website, they can go to the website, full disclosure, and the car can't be good. Rob asked me if I wanted to be the first one, I yes, grab my license and turn the car to the next time. We went outside, found the car, Rob did a hell of a job with a presentation, and said he could get a job at an Audi dealership, he ran up to the sink and sold more Audi.
Inside, walked into the car back before, nearly pointed out an accident on all the side spikes. He showed me that the accident did not result in the airbags being destroyed, and the keyboard complying with the damage of mine. Bob printed a worksheet and said the price is $32,999 after taxes, your total is $36,028. I asked him to hand me the sheets for the study. I said I wanted to know everything I had to pay and asked if he had any deities. Bob said, also just everything required by the state. Uh, that's not the right answer. And once I hope you listen, I think you probably should mention that for Rob and that particular uh, uh, location of our family. I looked at the worksheet, the top line was 32999. Then they added a 399 free delivery service charge, which is a dealer fee. That's the kind of generic term. Uh, he called for the 399 free delivery fee. They copied uh, CarMax on that. He told me that in the conversation. Uh, they had sales tax, a $500 estimated tag fee, and a $20 temp tag fee. Uh, a, t- a temp tag fee is technically a dealer fee, and a $99 tag agency fee, that's also technically a dealer fee. So, Mark, if you're listening, uh, you're looking actually legally, technically, the 399 plus 20 plus 99 uh, is the actual 519 uh, exactly yeah so it's uh, it, mark as he said earlier in our conversation he thinks and he's lobbying as a matter of fact awfully strongly to have a law pass capping the dealer fee at, at something five hundred dollars or less so uh, as long as everybody has the same fee and has the same name and they disclose it then the dealer fee is uh, neutered there's no advantage to a dealer fee and everybody can compete equally. That's all Mark Fisher wants for all fleece only. The only thing we want uh, in this show is to have everybody have the same advantage when it comes to advertising the price of their car. Uh, I asked Rob what the pre-delivery service charge was. He explained it was for prepping the car and taking care of everything on our end. I asked him if he minded if I took a sheet home with me to look over uh, with my wife. He said it would be fine. And uh, we'll be here when you're ready. No pressure. And was able to give him a copy of the buyer's order, which is something, or the worksheet, which is something sometimes you have a hard time getting from a car dealer. We elbow bumped, and we said goodbye. 
Uh, pretty damn good, with the exception of the dealer fee thing. It was about as good a mystery shop as we've ever done. I asked H.O. Thunder about his read of Rob's dealer fee explanation. He reported that he felt Rob believed what he was saying. And uh, again, a lot of times when you buy a car, we blame the dealer for everything. Well, I guess you could still blame the dealer for hiring a salesperson that wasn't properly trained. But sometimes it isn't the master evil plan of the dealer or the manager. Sometimes it's a careless salesperson or a salesperson that wasn't trained properly. So it's a minefield out there. And, uh, and the, the crimes can occur from the salesman to the sales manager to the general manager and sometimes yes, the dealer. In this case, with all police only, the owners and the general managers are good people that are trying to do their best and there are problems that occur at the lower level. So there we are. And we have time to vote on that. And uh, let's go around the room. Who wants to? Rick, you got some votes? Uh, waiting for him to come in right now. Okay, Stu? I have two that come in. I have two A's and a B, and I'm going to go with a B plus. Nancy? I'm going to go with an A. Yeah, I'm going to give uh, all place an A. Um, I think that uh, we're never going to find a perfect report, even on a uh, dealership like Offley's only, even on our dealership. And I hasten to say that I've been accused, I think one of my anonymous feedbacks, one that was using the term earlier, putting yourself up as a holier than thou. If I do, I apologize, I shouldn't, because I make mistakes and my dealership makes mistakes. I, fr I, I meant to mention this last week, but I have a confession. I'm a recovering car dealer. Here's another confession. Uh, I had a customer call me two weeks ago that had, was into my dealership on a Saturday and uh, saw some people without masks, face masks, including the receptionist. And I, I had a, uh, a massive uh, temper tantrum, and uh, Stu and I and my son Josh and the other managers, I explained it uh, again and again to our managers, and we cleaned up our act. And now, if you go in there, everybody's wearing a mask. So here I am preaching uh, to everybody about there, all the other dealers, about wearing masks. In my own dealership, we had some people that were not following the policy. Same thing happens with dealer fees, explanations, and things like that. You have to shop your dealership. Okay, here they come. We've got Mark Anderson with a C minus. Hidden dealer fees, <laughs> still part of the deal. Kyle Smeltz, C. They still have dealer fees and should be called off auction only, if they were being honest. Steve E. with a B. Donovan, C. Mark Ryan, B plus. And Wayne Vait, a big A. Mm -hmm. Very good. More have come in. Uh, Linda who's usually the black window of grading, gives them a, gives them a fabulous B+. Plus. Martha gives them a, an A. Steve gives them a B+, plus, and Sue gives them an A. So that's a good GPA. Well, fantastic. Well, Mark, I hope you're listening out there. And uh, uh, we would like to tell all the other used car dealers that uh, if you want a model uh, to follow, uh, you've got uh, off-lease, and you've also got CarMax. Uh, CarMax runs a clean operation, if you want to buy a used car, uh, you could do a lot worse than either CarMax or off-lease only. Uh, Trust us, we know. Yeah, <laughs> you probably you probably get a better price at off-lease. Uh, I think that uh, you'll find the dealer fees are about the same, and you'll find that the cars uh, at at uh, CarMax um, are probably uh, inspected a little bit more, but by the same token. 
you should have every car you buy was used car checked by an independent mechanic. At offlease.com, uh, 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 they, they're up front with everything. Everything is completely up front with uh, a lot of other dealers. It's uh, BS fees. Yeah. Offlease only. Offlease only. If you go to offlease.com, you'll get an offer to buy the site. <laughs> and Earl, I've got a quick one here from Justin Thomas. He asks, a Lexus RX 350, a brand new one he's looking at, MSRP of 51000 with add-ons such as heated seats, GPS, and everything else, the bottom line MSRP is coming up at fifty-eight k, fifty-eight thousand. What is a fair price for me to ask for when he's starting his negotiations? Offer twenty grand. <laughs> well, you, you, you don't want to. I mean, negotiation is uh, the hard way to do it. And if you're good, you can negotiate tough. You can get a good price. Real simple. Go to three Lexus dealers. I would call. J.M. Lexus and Coconut Creek, they're a one price, they have a small dealer fee, and get their best price, and start there, and then get at least three prices on your Lexus. Okay, folks, uh, that's our mystery shop of, uh, <laughs> mystery shop of off-lease Palm Beach, and I want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July, and a safe 4th of July, Stay wear those safe. masks. Stay home. There you go. <laughs> KHD3 Indian Town. Programming paid for by Vic Canales Media Group. The True Oldies Channel 95.9 and 106.9. Broadcasting from the Robes Studio. Injured recently? Call the Robes Law Group, where winning is a habit. 561-570-5700. 561-570-5700. Robes, winning for you and our community. The True Oldies Channel for the Palm Beaches and the Treasure Coast.